the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Isn't it strange how God chooses the most unlikely of people to reveal some of his greatest truths to? Join us today as Pastor Rander unfolds the Christmas story in this message titled, The Shepherds That Found Christmas. He'll be speaking from Luke, the second chapter, verses 1 through 20. Now let's listen in. When God shows up, it's a relief to know it's good news. Because sometimes God shows up, it's bad news. When God comes with that sword or when he, when he, when he comes to do vengeance, it could be bad news. Thank God this time it was good news. You see, when God shows up, it's a relief when it's good news. In scripture, the sequence is usually this. You usually have the appearance of some angel of God showing up. And then once you have the appearance like the shepherd, they saw the appearance. And they, after they had the appearance, what happened? They were afraid. It was fear. And they were so terrified, the angel had to speak next. What was it? Comfort. So you had the appearance, then you had them being afraid, and they were so afraid that God had the what? Comfort. And then once God comforted, comforted them, then they received the message from God. Look at that. Isn't that a marvelous sequence? In verses 13 through 14, you have the angelic praise. And suddenly there were there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The angel who spoke is now joined by a multitude of angels. In other words, the sky lit up with angels, angels everywhere. I, what a sight. You just look up and just angels and angels. You got one angel and then all of a sudden he's joined in with multitudes of angels. Ooh, I mean, I would have grown some hair. Oh, wow. Y'all look at that. That. Man, no fireworks can compete with that. Nothing can compete with that. Heaven, heaven looked, heaven was so lit up that they really needed some shades to see the midnight sky. Oh my God. That's angels everywhere. Do numerous to count, praising God and saying, listen, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Notice when the angel when the angels appeared, they were speaking and not singing. Now, people say the angels sang at this point. They didn't sing. If you look closely, they weren't singing. They were speaking. And some of the carols need to be readjusted. We sang in some, but sometimes they need tweaking. They were speaking and not speaking and not singing. In fact, there are only two times in scriptures where angels are found singing. Okay, I'm just giving you some. Some, a little caveat here. 
And Job 38, 7, you see the angels singing because morning stars is a reference to angels. In Job 38, 7, it says, when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy, angels were singing there. In Revelation chapter 5, verses 8 through 10, there, we see there, if you don't look too, don't move, read too fast, you'll see angels singing. Uh, now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures, that's a reference to angels, and the 24 elders found, fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and a golden bowl and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they what? And they what? That's also the four living creatures, angelic beings there. And look, they, they sang. They sang. They sang. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seal for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign on the earth. My friends, the gift of God's son to lost humanity should move us should move God's people to do as the angels did, to praise and exalt the King of glory. Where is your praise this Christmas? Where is your joy this Christmas? Why are some of your faces so downcast in a time when we ought to be uh, exhilarating and exuberant and filled with joy and ecstasy that the King came to save sinners like you and me? In verses 15 through 20, we have the shepherd's response. In verses 15 through 20, the shepherd's response. With that comes a question. How did the shepherds respond to the angel's message? What were the shepherds' response to the angel's message? Verse 15 says, they had seeking hearts. Verse 15 says, it was so it was when the angel had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. Their response was that they had a seeking heart. You see, my friends, the shepherds immediately responded to the angel's message and left to see the child in Bethlehem. They didn't procrastinate. They didn't say, oh, well, let's go on to sleep and we'll, we'll talk about it in the morning when we get up. Oh, no, 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 no. They didn't procrastinate. They didn't put God on hold like many of you do. They didn't make excuses like many of us today do. They sought the God child while he was near. Reminds me of that great passage in Isaiah 55, 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is what? Near. What are you seeking this Christmas? The shepherds sought out the Christ child. Look at verse 16. We're almost done. They hurried to see Jesus. Verse 16 says, and they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Found in the Greek means to find after a search. The shepherds hurried to search for the baby and found him lying in a manger. The shepherds found Christmas because they went looking for Jesus. No one ever arrives 
at a desired destination while moving in the wrong direction. If you are not seeking Christ, you are headed in the wrong direction. If you're seeking money, if you're seeking entertainment, if you're seeking stuff, you are headed in the wrong direction. No one ever arrives at a desired destination while moving in the wrong direction. If you're not seeking Christ this Christmas season, you're headed in the wrong direction. And I'll say this, my friends, the wisest thing we can do this Christmas is to seek the Christ of Christmas while he is near. As in the case of the shepherds, those who truly seek him shall find him. In Jeremiah 29, 13, it says, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your hearts. Are you searching for Jesus with all your heart? Are you longing for Jesus, thirsting after Jesus? Seeking Jesus with all your hearts today as you examine your own spiritual life, today as you examine your circumstances, today and, and, and at years in as you reflect back on your past and failures, as you look at your sins and your deficiencies and inconsistencies, as you behold your own lack of faith, your anger, some of you are in addictions, some of you have bad attitudes. Some of you, the truth be told, you are in spiritual regression. I mean, you're getting older in age, but you're doing less for God. And everything you say about God is in the past tense. I used to go to church. I used to be in the usher's ministry. I used to be a greeter. I used to go to Sunday school. I used to. God said, Listen, don't glory in the former days. I want to know what are you doing for me now? Now, you need to get in a hurry and seek the Lord Jesus Christ now. Verses 17 through 18, they evangelize. They evangelize. Now, when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning the child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. You see, my friends, when good news come to you, it's very difficult to keep it to yourself. You had some good news. It was so good. Or you want something or uh, something happened you didn't expect or uh, money showed up in the mailbox you weren't looking for. Uh, something happened that was good. Maybe you passed an exam or you got some license. You, you passed the inspection or this happened or you got a degree. You passed the bar or you passed something. You passed that difficult teacher or something. You ever had something happen and God gave you a breakthrough? You've been having people praying for you and, and, and hoping with you. And all when God came through, I ain't telling nobody. You'll kill yourself trying to hold that. You know, when, when something's good, when something's real good, I mean, shown up good, has happened to you. You know, it's like that old song, I said I wasn't going to tell nobody. But all of a sudden, it became like fire shut up in your bond, and you couldn't keep it to yourself. These shepherds could not keep this kind of news to itself. You know what makes me sick and more so God is when you glory in sharing bad news. Bad news. Guess what she did? Guess who pregnant? Look, look, look what our child did. And all the whisperers, backbiters, huh? gossipers. 
You know, we many, a specialist in sharing bad news, but the world needs some good news. Do you know how many people are committing suicide nowadays? I heard of a 13-year-old girl the other day committing suicide. You know, football players are committing suicide. You know, we've had members here to commit suicide. And you need to be giving folk good news. Some of you are so anxious to get to the parking lot to get ahead of the crowd out of the parking lot that you can't shake five hands around you of which one of them, one of them may be suicidal. But you got to go to your own world that you miss a God moment to touch a life that's so much on the edge that they could go home and commit suicide. And you, that person sat right next to me. Yeah, but did you shake their hand? Or did you even ask them how could you pray for them, it is time for us to evangelize, my friends. The glory of angels praising God in the heavens, the delivery of the best good news mankind would ever hear, the desire of lowly shepherds to see the Christ child, these are all events that are important to the Christmas story. Listen today as Pastor Rander continues to share the message, The Shepherds That Found Christmas. He'll be speaking from the book of Luke, chapter 2. Verses 1 through 20. And then verse 19 is Mary's reflection. In verse 19, Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. You know what ponder means? Mary meditated. She reflected upon the ponder. Uh, she weighed in her mind what the angel Gabriel and the shepherds had told her. She realized that her baby was no ordinary baby. For she was looking into the face of God. There's nobody in all of history, human history, can say, I had a baby who is God. <sighs> you know what? She couldn't even spank the baby. <laughs> the baby was perfect. <laughs> the baby cried, the baby cried because it needed changing or because the baby was hungry. You know, you know, I don't see Jesus biting anybody. Just think about it. Like I mean, he's biting, do all those things, you know. I, mean, I, I, I can't imagine Jesus yanking a toy back. Mine. He met a baby that never says mine. Think about that. A baby, a baby that never lies. How do you spank God? a tremendous challenge on their hand in raising God. Y'all, if you just think about that, that blows my mind. I'm sure glad I didn't have that responsibility. I'd have messed that all up. She was looking in the face of God. The only baby that was born that was older than his mom. Think about that. I mean, and then she had to even put her faith in the child she bore if she was going to procure salvation. See, I got to look to my baby as my blessed hope for eternal life. God in human flesh. Makes me want to holler when I think about God. Excuse the English, but ain't he good? 
Verse 20 says the shepherds praise. And verse 20, then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that had that they had heard and seen as it was told them. After seeing the Savior, the shepherds left glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard as it was told them by the angels. The shepherds rejoiced because they believed that baby born in the city of David was the Savior who is Christ the Lord, the Son of God. And you cannot truly rejoice until you come to believe that Jesus is God. You say, you say, how do you know the shepherds believed? I know that they believed because they left rejoicing. If they didn't believe that baby was God, Oh, ain't God. Now, let's go back to the field. We wasted our time, y'all. Look at this little scrunchy thing lying in here. Ain't God. They went back and said, y'all, yeah, don't, don't pay no attention to that. Oh, no, 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 no. They, oh, thank, I mean, I, I shepherds got happy. I bet they, the, the, the shepherds came was thrown away. I bet they were dancing all around, jumping and shouting. The folks said, look at, look at the dancing shepherds. Look at the dancing shepherds. Happy. Have you ever got so happy that you didn't care that anybody was looking? <laughs> Listen, when you got to worry about your mascara, or worry about your heels being too high, and being so spruced up that you can't rejoice in the God of your salvation, you too dressed up. <laughs> you are too spruced up. Let me tell you something. When you come to the realization of who God is, and how good God's been to you and from whence God has brought you through. Listen, listen, you shout when nobody's, nobody's messed with you, you shout. You, you stand on your feet, you find tears flowing, you wave your hand. When folks shout in here, don't take them out, take the one out that's looking around. Y'all taking the one, leave the fire in here. Take the one out who look like they've been baptized in lemon juice. We got something to rejoice about. The king is born. I conclude by asking you the question, why were the shepherds praising God? Why were the shepherds praising God? And number one, the shepherds were praising God because he took the initiative to reveal himself to shepherds. And fill their hearts with praise. The shepherds were praising God because God took the initiative to reveal himself to shepherds. And fill their their hearts with praise. But God didn't go to the palace, but to the field of lowly shepherds. And we too should join in with the shepherds and praise and glorify God for that special day. When Jesus came into our hearts, that ought to make, have you been saved so long that you don't get happy about the God who saved you? Secondly, the shepherds, why did the shepherds rejoice and praise God? The shepherds uh, were praising God because he loved them unconditionally. Even though they were despised, God loved those shepherds. Even though they were treated as outcasts. God loved those shepherds. Even though they had no value before men, God loved those shepherds. However, before God, these shepherds had value, purpose, and worth. 
Thirdly, the shepherd's hearts were filled with praise because they chose to believe what they had heard from the angel and experienced joy. They chose to believe. They chose to believe. And they experienced joy. Beloved, your attitude, behavior, disposition, conversation, old habits, and lifestyle will not change until you believe and receive the good news of Jesus Christ. He is the one that changes your attitude, changes your lifestyle. He's the one that saves from the guttermost to the uttermost. Then fourthly, the shepherds were praising God because they met the Savior. They saw him. They saw God in human flesh. My friend, there is no joy without meeting the Savior. No peace without meeting the Savior. No hope without meeting the Savior. Until you meet Jesus, only then can you have real joy. We praise God because of the gift of the Lord Jesus. In closing, verse 11 is profound because it's really the thesis of the text. Verse 11 says, for there is born to you this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Look at that verse. For there is born to you. Wow, wow. To you is the key to the text. For there is born to you. Jesus did not come to save the tree. He did not come to save the endangered species like owls and whales and animals. The scripture says, for there is born to you lowly shepherds. Regardless of your race, there is born to you. Regardless of your social status, there is born to you. I don't care how broke you are today, for there is born to you, you who are rebellious and wicked, God says, there is born to you. Those of you who are fiddling around with drugs, there is born to you. Those of you who are consuming far too much alcohol these days, you're teetering on alcoholism, if not being an alcoholic, there is born to you. For those of you who are sleeping around with folk who who you're not married to, there is born to you. For those of you who are playing the lottery and not walking by faith and you've chosen to walk by chance, for there is born to you. For you who, whose hearts are filled with anger and you've been mean and mad all year long, for there is born to you. For those of you who can't let go that grudge that happened back in 1932, for there is born to you. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The good news is that Jesus was born to you in order to carry out the redemptive plan of God for you. He bled for you. He died for you. He rose for you. And the same Jesus is preparing a place in heaven for you. For unto you. (laughs) Aren't you glad that's a for unto you? (laughs) You know who's in that you? I'm in that you. (laughs) You in that you. Uh, you, 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 you who've been crazy all year, you, you and that you, 
You, you who've been mistreating your wife, you in that you. You who've been short patient with your children, you in that you. You who've been misappropriating God's money, you in that you. You who don't show up on time, you are in that you. For unto you, unto you, unto you, you sinner. Uh, you, we who are wretched, we who are undone. I thank God for unto you. Aren't you glad today? Aren't you glad today? For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. He ain't just a Savior. He's my Savior. How many of you know? Can, can you say he's my Savior? How many of you know he's my Savior? Oh, I know he's yours, but now I'm going to tell you something today. He's mine. He's mine in the morning. He's mine in the noonday. Oh, he's mine. He's so much mine that I, I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I free. He's mine. I read the Bible because he's mine. I preach today because he's mine. I'm happy today because he's mine. I got a new home in glory because he's mine. He's mine. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior who is Christ the Lord. And all God's children said. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across Across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you'd like to order today's message, visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in next week as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you. Hello, I'm Pastor Draper. Thank you for tuning in to the Maranatha broadcast heard each weekday at 5 p.m. on KSLR. As we approach the end of the year, it is my prayer that this radio ministry has been a tremendous source of blessing and encouragement to you. If you have been blessed by these messages and would like to support this radio ministry by making a year-end tax-deductible contribution, please make your checks payable to Maranatha Bible Church and mail it postmarked by December 31st to 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.